0: What is going on everybody how are we all doing happy tuesday recording this on monday right after the chargers raiders game which started off real weird weird weather delay in an indoor stadium i get it you know the the it's the sides are open or whatnot and there's some started weird but uh chargers dominated we'll jump into that right off the top uh uh, Brady returned to Foxborough. I'm sure, I'm sure most of you, you know, witnessed that. Actually, pretty good game in the rain. Mac Jones, I got some thoughts on that game, and, and Mac Jones played a pretty good game there. In, in a great slate of great slate of games this weekend. Uh, Sunday was fantastic. That Panthers Cowboys game did not disappoint, especially the first half. Cowboys started taking it over. Uh, it was a good game. Chiefs got back on track. Giants with an overtime win against the Saints. Pretty crazy there. So we'll get into all of that and more. But first. But first, as always, go ahead and subscribe to Breaking the Goal Line podcast with me, your host, Russell Goddard. If you have not already, please do. And if you listen on Apple iTunes, go ahead and leave me a review. Uh, It it helps me out. So, all right, let's go. Week four. Recap. Go. So let's just jump jump into the game It just ended. Chargers and Raiders, very highly anticipated Monday night football game. A uh, little, little upset that Peyton Eli did not have a broadcast tonight, but I get it. They, they look, they signed a deal. They they're doing ten games a year for like the next three years. You know they, they're not going to do every game. I get it. it's fine, but this game, it, it was supposed to be high scoring. It wasn't really. You know seven nothing for the longest time. Chargers really gotten going towards the second at the end, the end of the first half. Made it twenty one nothing. Raiders couldn't do anything in this first half of this football game. Car didn't really look like you know what he's doing. The defense was making plays and flying around, and tackling, but they looked lost a lot of the time. They're hurt on the back end now. Uh, Arnett and Mulligan they 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 both got hurt. It put him in a tough spot, and eventually Justin Herbert's gonna do what Justin Herbert does. Although Mike Mike Williams is pretty quiet tonight. Austin Eckler is an absolute monster, and the Chargers dominated this football game. And Brandon Staley, who last week they went in to Arrowhead, the defending AFC champion. And they won in that situation there in Arrowhead. It was pretty good. Brandon Staley, we saw him go for it on multiple fourth downs. Well, he was true again to his word. I guess not really true to his word, but true to what he's his kind of staple. What he's been doing. Uh, they were three for what was it? they were four for four tonight on fourth down conversions. It's pretty. I mean, four, four going for fourth down four times. Pretty ballsy. The Chargers are a team here. Justin Herbert is a team. I talked about this last week. He is for real. This guy is going to be elite. You no know, one hey, honestly, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that it looks so much easier. Maybe Patrick Mahomes than Justin Herbert. This offense, while their offensive line is shaky at times, the Raiders got home to him a couple times. Look, Mac Crosby's no joke over there for the Raiders. And the Raiders were three and one. Look, it was a 28-14 loss. The Raiders couldn't really get going, you know, but they they made some defensive plays. The Raiders are still a good football team. They're three and one. Chargers are first place in this division now. Three 3-1 because they beat the Chiefs last week, and they just beat the, Char- the Raiders now, who are also 3-1. and one. This is a good division. Chargers are a good football team. Brandon Staley looks like this guy can coach. Looks like he can coach. That defense is getting better every week. The Chargers lost Kenneth Murray. He, he, was, he was out the second-year uh, linebacker, who I think is an absolute stud. But Derwin James is coming off of all those major – like, he missed two whole years. He's coming back. Now, I mean, you just started seeing – he's getting his feet under him. He's going to be a monster. Joey Bosa looks healthy. He's making plays, kind of quiet the second half of tonight's game. These are two football teams that I expect to compete for a wild-card spot. Hell, I I expect them to compete for this division. Why not? The Chiefs kind of stumbled out the gate now. They did get it back on track against the Eagles. You know, know, the Eagles fought a little bit. We'll, We'll get into that game a little bit later. But these are two teams that will compete this year. They're clearly better. Both of them are clearly improved. Derek Carr, you know, I know he struggled a little bit tonight, but he is vastly improved. Justin Herbert taking stride after stride after stride. Both those defenses are coming here. And, and John Gruden's a good coach. At the end, of, I, I have my qualms with, with John Gruden on how he handles his organization and how he does things. But at the end of the day, he is a good coach. And Brandon Staley clearly can coach. He clearly can coach. And that defense is coming together. Pretty soon, they're going to be pretty deadly. That offense already is elite. They got players all over the board. Austin Eckler is the man. This dude is a fantastic football player. You know, Keenan Allen, he, had, he didn't have a big yards game. I think he had like seven or eight catches for like, you know, 35, 40 yards. A bunch of just, you know, just just not, he had a couple critical uh, third down conversions. Mike Williams pretty quiet today. Jared Cook is still cooking in this league. I feel like he's been playing for 20 years. Uh, Justin Herbert and him have a pretty good connection. This football team is really, really good. Really, really good. The AFC is just improving every year. The Raiders... The Chargers—they should compete for a wild card spot. They should definitely compete for this division. I expect them to go at it. Three and one—they're both sitting in a pretty good spot. Both of these teams are sitting in a pretty good spot going forward. The Raiders' schedule is very, very favorable. I mean, we can look up, and the Raiders could be six and one here in the next three games. It's a very favorable schedule for the Raiders. The Chargers actually have a couple favorable games as well. It's—it's it's, both these teams are in a really good spot right now. The Chargers are hot, coming off of a win. In Arrowhead, go back home Monday night football. Handle your business. This game was never in doubt for the Chargers. Never in doubt. The Raiders looked like they could have made a little run. They made it 14-21 there at the third quarter, but then it just you know the Chargers came down. Boom, boom, boom. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, Herbert touchdown. Done. It was it was a pretty good pretty good performance tonight by by the, I almost called them San Diego. I was almost San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers, and, and the Raiders played. They played better in the second half, and they're a second half football team. Horrible first half for Derek Hard, Horrible first half for the offensive line. Horrible first half for the for the Raiders overall. Their defense is the only bright spot in the first half, only because they kept the Chargers to 21 points. I think it could have got, I could have been a lot worse. They're at least making tackles, and they got banged up in the back end. But good football, a decent football game. I expected a little more fireworks, but that's usually what you get when you have your high, when you have these high expectations for these big shootout games. It usually doesn't really go like that. How tonight finishes is usually how a football game finishes. You know, usually a team takes it in at 28-14. It's fine. Chargers are a good football team. They're going to compete for this division. They're going to compete for the Chiefs. They already got one win on them. So I expect to see one of these teams have one of those wild card spots easily. Easily. I mean, maybe both of them. I mean, when you look at the AFC, maybe. I and mean, the AFC is really, really good. But both of these teams are definitely going to compete for, for those two wild card spots. All right, now let's get into it. Let's get into Sunday night football. Tom Brady going back to Foxborough. It was a scene. It was a commotion. It was a ruckus. It was awesome. Poured rain, just pissed all night long. Fantastic. You had Robert Kraft meeting Tom Brady down in in the scums of the stadium, where Robert probably hasn't been 15 years going down there giving him a hug. You know, the fans were electric. There was so many 12 jerseys everywhere. Tom gave the people a let's-go fist pump. The stadium went electric. It was awesome. And then that football game was pretty good as well. Pretty good as well. I actually, you know, we're all in some group chats, and you know, I have a group thread, and one of my one of my buddies, Canadian friend, he messaged, he messaged a group chat, and said, "This is this is a snooze fest, and this is a snooze fest, we got we got Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champions in Foxborough against a very young quarterback in a gritty team." Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time. It's piss and rain. It's tit for tat. I mean, it was a chess match out there. It was Brady did this, Bill countered here. Bill did this, Brady countered there. You know, Mac Jones, 20 straight completions at one point, had a played a terrific football game the young man did we will get a little more into him here snooze fest 19 to 17 uh, because there wasn't 42 points put up you're telling me it was a snooze fest get out of town buddy this is football i loved every second of what happened last night and i would argue that while i said that coming into this football game didn't matter what happened didn't matter who won it's not going to hurt either one of these guys' legacy. You're not going to look at this guy and go, yeah, it was clearly this guy more than that guy. No, I thought it could do absolutely nothing for either one of their legacies. I was wrong. I think it greatly, greatly increased both of their legacies. When, I think, uh, when I'm think when i thinking about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots now, it kind of feels like we got a little closure here. Tom got some closure. Bill got some closure. We as the fans got some closure. It kind of just feels like all of a sudden all that just kind of just – ended snapping your fingers it was like oh wow what a good football game Tom ended up winning and now we can just move on and let's play the rest of the season I mean it was great it was awesome but it kind of feels like a little weight off his shoulders I mean It's true closure from one of the greatest players of all time who played there, won six Super Bowls, comes in there, plays a terrific football game. That team as a whole, that game was awesome. I mean, I know it was field goals, but look, when the when it's pissing rains like that in Foxborough, the wind was even I think on the field, it was about it felt like 15 mile an hour wind at times. It's tough to play in those conditions. I thought Mac Jones did an absolutely fabulous job. I thought Tom Brady looked, he he looked rattled. I think Bill did a really, really good job. I got to tip my cap to Bill Belichick and that defensive crew and that secondary for making it really, really, really tough on Tom Brady. At the end of the day, though, Tom got the win. You could say his kicker is better than their kicker, uh, whatever you want to do. Mac Jones played a good game that all, the, the Patriots should, you know, while they, lo- while they did lose and they're one and three, they're not out of it. They are not out of it. This football team will go to get, is going to get better and better every year. Hell of a football game last night. Everything that I could ever imagine that game to be. It really was fantastic. Snooze fest. Snooze fest my ass. That was a fantastic football game. It's what I want to see I don't know, almost every week. I don't need to see, you know, fucking 40, 50 points put up. That football game in the rain. Tom Brady, he was getting frustrated. He was trying to make plays. You had Mac Jones, the young kid, zipping the ball, 20 straight completions. He broke Tom Brady's franchise record for New England with 19. Or, no, he broke it with 20, and then then he tied the NFL record with 19 or whatever. Good game for the young man. Absolutely good football game. He showed me a little something. And you know what? When you wake up in New England today, you go – you know, we're one and three, but yeah, you know, Mac looked good, didn't he? You know, the defense looked good, right? The, the team looks pretty good. Okay, we're rolling. We can start getting doing. You should feel, you know, kind of not happy in a way because you are one and three and you lost. And you shouldn't wake up happy at a loss. But it doesn't feel totally like a loss. That game doesn't. It doesn't feel totally like a loss. New England played well. I expect New England to improve. I wouldn't be surprised if you look up New England in the next seven, eight weeks only has another like, two losses. You look up and they got a couple wins. You know, they're competing for the, for the wild card spot. It's not impossible. It is not impossible. Tom Brady, though, at the end of the day, in this game, in a big spot, that final drive, he took it over. And, he, I mean, the fans, I mean, you could hear all the interviews that they are doing with the fans. He's a winner. He is a winner. Not saying Mac Jones isn't, because Mac Jones put his team in a position. And honestly, I think maybe Bill Belichick should have went for it on fourth. What was it, fourth and three? I mean, they kicked the field goal. I get it, but I don't know. Maybe go for it there. I I get it. They kicked the field goal. Tom still has some time. You never know. Tampa Bay could have won that game anyway. Even if they do, you know, they go up twenty to twenty to twenty to seventeen, or no, twenty to nineteen in that game because they ended up losing nineteen seventeen. So. I- I don't know. Maybe he should have went for it there. Mac was playing really good. Maybe you just say, hey, look, I'm gonna roll with this young guy. Maybe a little lack of trust at the moment for a young rookie quarterback. I totally understand that. I'm not saying it was the wrong move. I'm just saying, you know, from a, you know, from my couch, Monday morning quarterback. Eh, you know, a little devil advocate about the situation that happened. But they went for the field goal. He missed it. It's over. Game. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady rolls in there. Gets a nice, ugly, gritty, kind of just. Foxborough win. I mean, it was cool to have Tom Brady's last game in Foxborough just be ugly weather because we've seen him in every weather man- manageable in that stadium a lot of times in big spots, in big games. And like I said, I got to give it to Mac Jones in a big spot, having the greatest quarterback of all time come back to Foxborough to play into that game Sunday night football. Mac Jones handled it. He really, really did. He impressed me. I think it was was a fantastic football game. I loved it. Awesome. I want to see more. I would like to see these teams face again. They're not going to, you know, NFC, AFC, and they're not going to face each other in the playoffs. Definitely not going to face each other in the Super Bowl. Not going to face each other next year. So, probably going to be it. But I think it was good. It was fantastic. It was closure. Like I said, for Tom Brady in New England, I think it's closure on the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady situation. I I think everything's fine. I heard that Bill Belichick went to the locker room after for like 15 minutes. Tom Brady followed him out. They went, I think it's, it's just, it's where it needs to be. I think it, it increased both of their legacies to a point where it's, wow, these two guys are just absolutely fantastic. There needs to be no animosity. There needs to be no, he's better, he's better, this or that. It's just absolutely dominance for 20 years that these two men put on display in the National Football League. The greatest, greatest dynasty of my lifetime. Easily one of the greatest dynasties in the history of dynasties. Congratulations, Tom, on your win back in Foxborough. Bill Belichick, I tip of my cap to you. Played a hell of a football game. Thank you for giving me some entertainment. Thank you the 20 years in Foxborough. Fucking sweet. All right, so... Um, last week on uh, my last Monday podcast, I absolutely gave Matt Nagy a new one. I, I was disgusted, disgusted by the performance the Chicago Bears put on against the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely disgusted. And earlier in the week, Matt Nagy said he didn't know who he was going to play. It was it, it could be any one of the three guys: Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. Justin Fields. Now, he named Justin Fields the starter on Saturday, said that Andy Dalton was still dealing with a little bit injury. I kind of call bullshit on this. I just think they're kind of tiptoeing around the fact that Justin Fields maybe should have been starter the whole time because he should have been, ladies and gentlemen. I understand they were playing the Lions. I get it. But the Lions are not the Lions in 2016. This is a different Lions football team because if you've been watching the last four weeks, it clearly is. This is a gritty, gutty team that is gonna take you to the wire. They will take you to the wire. They'll they'll just keep fighting. And they did. They fought in this game for a while. You know, I, I, this game was you know, the Bears pretty much had it locked up the whole time, finished 24-14. But the Lions gave him a little bit of scare. But Justin Fields was good. It, 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 it's funny when you when you do stuff like RPOs and move the pocket and get the guy to start to run how absolutely different it looks from last week. He, I, from my account, there was 10, R, 10 plays, 10 RPO plays in that game. They didn't win one the week before. Justin Fields was 11 for 17 for 200 yards. And it, it, he didn't have a touchdown, but he had a, he, he had a pick, which wasn't a very good pick. But 11 for 17, 200 yards, was able to get out of the pocket, was able to make plays. David Montgomery was really good. It opened up their run game. It felt like it, it, their, their safeties, their linebackers, they were on their they're on their heels a little bit, thinking that if Justin could take that, eh, that's what you do. And I understand it's the Lions, and we'll see what it is uh, next week uh, at the Raiders. They're at Las Vegas next week. But why wasn't Justin Fields starting from week one? I just don't understand because from what I saw this Sunday, how was he not the starter week one? I, 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 I we can get rid of the Cleveland Browns game. That was probably Matt Nagy. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with him. I don't know. Maybe he did some drugs in the parking lot. I have no idea. You know, tailgating with those Cleveland. Browns fans are fucking nuts. You never know what they do. snuffing, Snorting shit out of paper bags. I don't know what he was doing. But it was completely different. And I know it was the Lions. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're gonna see what he can do here, but fuck, Justin Fields is dynamic. That dude, he is really good. He's clearly elite athleticism. The, the talent, the talent kind of jumps off the chart. His arm strength jumps off the chart, and he's pretty accurate. Why was he not the starter week one? I don't know. Matt Nagy just seems like he's kind of just, he's kind of hiding, kind of like shit, 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 shit. It's all kind of going, you know, in a way he doesn't really want it to go. And I slammed him last week for this absolutely awful performance. Now they come out and they get a win. They get their first win of the season against the Lions. They got to go in- to Las Vegas next Sunday and face a very good Las Vegas Raiders team that just came off a loss on Monday Night Football. I, I don't know. I- I- I'm-, I'm really – curious to see what it continues to look like with Justin Fields. At this point, it has to be Justin Fields. I don't want to hear none of this, Andy Dalton's healthy, now he's going to come back and start shit. Because if I, I swear, if Andy Dalton comes in and starts, Matt Nagy needs to lose his job. He needs to lose his job. And Ryan Pakes needs to be fired as well. Chicago needs to clean house. They just need to say, hey, look, Justin Fields is the guy that we're going to keep. We need a coach. We need a GM. Because I don't, I don't need to hear any more of this about Andy Dalton stuff. Andy Dalton's a real nice guy great kid. Love the dude. Red rifle. Take your $10 million, sit on the bench, coach this guy up. Let's go win some football games, Chicago, because you got the talent to do so. David Montgomery is an animal. Allen Robinson is a stud. Darnell Mooney is coming into his own. We saw it in that game. Him and Justin Fields clearly have a connection a little bit. I mean, you got talent. The defensive side of the ball, you got talent. Khalil Mack still has something left. Eddie Jackson is really good. Trevathan is one of the best running back linebackers in the league. You have it, and you're fucking wasting it. Let's go, Chicago. Pick this shit up next week in Las Vegas. I, you don't have to win, but let's see some shit. That's not against the Lions. I, I I like what they did. I like like I said the RPOs, the move in the pocket, letting Justin Fields be Justin Fields. What, let's 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 do it against the Lions because you got a tough stretch after that. You got I mean, let's go against Raiders. Because you got Raiders, Packers, uh, Bucks, Niners, and Steelers. That is a tough next couple of games. Your schedule only gets harder. You, you, you're gonna feed me this Andy Dalton's gonna be okay. He's gonna go in and play. No. Justin Fields from here on out. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Let's let's put it in fucking drive and let's go, baby. Because that's what we need to do in Chicago, Nagy. Let's go all right let's just hop around to some of these games uh you know let's 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 recap all the games of the week uh starting in the early window <laughs> i mean big upset of the week is this the upset of the week it probably no it's 100 percent the upset of the week it killed my bet horrible for anybody that you know followed me for bets of the week i had this at the teaser for the t- tennessee titans minus one and a half against the jets Bad spot for the Titans. They didn't have no Julio Jones, no AJ Brown. This just felt like when the game started to me, even a couple hours before, I kind of felt like this was a spot for the Jets to go ahead and pull out a win and at least cover the points. And they did. And Zach Wilson looked pretty good. News flash for you, though Tennessee has the worst defense in the league. It's not even close. They're atrocious. They cannot. Rush the passer. Zero pressure on Zach Wilson. They can literally not cover a soul. Zach looked good, but he was torching the worst defense in the league. The Jets were able to do whatever they want. And how they were able to come back and win that football game. And then, they, I mean, well, they didn't even come back. I guess the Titans were up. Then the Jets got the league and then never gave it back. Never gave it back. And, to, and Ryan Tannehill. Listen, Ryan Tannehill played a fantastic football game on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Did not have A.J. Brown, did not have Julio Jones. The Jets knew they were going to run it the whole time. Sneaky Jets defense, actually pretty good. I bet they're at least in the top 15, maybe top 12 total like total defense at the end of the year. Just go and watch. I think Robert Sala's got this defense kind of clicking a little bit. They, they were stacking the box. I mean, Derrick Henry had a good game. But Tannehill had no one to throw the football to. And he converted on third down after third down, fourth down after fourth down to keep tribes alive. He, he did that on the last drive of the game. When they were trying to tie it up, Tannehill played an absolutely phenomenal football game. And I think having maybe one of those guys changes the outcome of this game. But a good win by the Jets. Good first win by Zach Wilson, Robert Sala. Tennessee, what are they, 2-2 two and two now? You know, good thing is their division sucks. They have, they have Jacksonville horrible. Houston, horrible. The Colts, not very good. And them. So this division's still good. You can lose to the Jets and you can still easily win this division. Colts and, I mean, here we go. Another AFC South team, Colts and Dolphins. Honestly, not much of a game here. Jacoby's bad. This Miami team, honestly, the Dolphins might just not be very good this year. They just, they just might not be. Now their defense is, it is good. They're going to be productive and they're going to have some productivity on the offensive side of the ball, they can't score points. They cannot move the football sometimes. Tua looked bad. Jacoby looked better than Tua last week, and then Jacoby came out and looked fucking awful this week. Now, I know the Colts' defense is pretty good. Carson looked well. Carson looked healthy. He was making accurate throws. The Colts ended up dominating this football game. It kind of wasn't even close from the jump. Well, it was kind of close early. The Colts kind of gave up on in the second half and uh, second quarter. Then the second half they kind of took it over. And Jacoby was bad. I don't know. This might just be a bad football team. And the Colts finally get a win. They're one and three. Like I said, they're not out of it because they, they don't need to face a wild card. They just need to win their division. Who only is the Titans? They're two games back. They're fine. Colts are in this. Colts are in it. Browns and Vikings. Uh, I actually loved the Vikings in this spot. They were plus two. I loved the Vikings in this spot. This game was weird for a long time. 11-7 for almost three whole quarters. Weird game. And the Browns ended up winning it 14-7. to 7. Vikings couldn't really move the football. I got to give it to the Browns defense. Jeremiah owusu Koamoa. I don't Understand why I'm the only person on the face of the earth that says this man's name in every podcast. And if you go back since week one, I have said Jeremiah Owusu Kowomoa on every single podcast because this kid is unbelievable. He is one of the big factors on why the Browns defense has turned it around. Yes, did they bring in uh, uh, some secondary players? Yes, did they bring in a pass rusher? I understand that they upgraded. But Jeremiah, Owusu Como in the middle of the field absolutely dictates the pace of the game. The kid is a monster. And when he's got Miles Garrett to be able to rush the passer, and he, pretty soon, he's gonna come very, very Ray Lewis-like, so smart, so mentality. He's gonna know. He's got Terrell Suggs gonna do all that stuff up front. He's just gotta go and dictate this. Okay, I'll take care of these guys. You do that up front. He's a stud. This game was this game was just a docker. You know, Kirk Cousins wasn't very good. They shut Adam Thielen down. Dalvin Cook could not get any space to run. Vikings came to play. They came to play in the first half. Their defense was coming to play. I mean, this game was ugly. It was a slobber knocker, a defensive struggle. Questionable call by the Browns in the first half. I feel like the Browns probably could have actually been up, maybe even two touchdowns on the Vikings at the halftime. Questionable calls by Stefanski, but look, the, this, this is the kind of win the Browns are going to get because go ahead and look at Baker Mayfield's box score. He was under 50% passing. He skipped like seven balls. He overthrew Odell Beckham for two touchdowns, two. Oh, he was wide open. Baker Baker has not been playing well, but this is what I've been saying. This is my criticism on Baker Mayfield. It, it, criticism and also kind of like a strength that I give him He's not good in the first half of the season, and he needs to be carried by this football team, which they're fine. They're 3-1, and right? They're carrying him. Second half is when Baker starts to pick it up. And if this football team – I mean, I don't know, by week nine or – by week nine, if this football team only has two or three losses – Look for 13, 12 to 13 wins. I don't think that's out of the, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for the Browns. And with the Steelers struggling how they are, they're going to win this division. And for the Vikings, the Vikings are playing good football here, folks. And They're not going to win this division. Clearly, Green Bay is going to win it. But maybe the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is on fire. This defense is improving week, week in and week out. Wild card opportunity here for the Minnesota Vikings. Washington football team, Atlanta Falcons. Very dramatic. Skins win this game in a dramatic fashion. What a good football game. I mean, this this game on the red zone was one of the most shown games on Sunday, easily, because they were just going tit for tat. And there was no score for the longest time. And all of a sudden, Matt Ryan starts throwing bombs to Calvin Ridley. It, it, uh, the MVP of the league right now, Cordell Patterson, three touchdowns yesterday. Uh, Terry McLaurin had like three touchdowns, too. What a high-scoring volume game. The Skins win in a dramatic fashion right, right there at the end of the – at the end of the game, crazy fun game there for, for Washington. I said the skins, god dang it. I'm sorry. I apologize to if that said anybody. Look in my notes, I don't I make notes for every team and I abbreviate. So for Atlanta, I, I do ATL. And for Washington, I could just do WS, but that confused that just was to me. So I put skins, like just to abbreviate, because just it's easier for me. That's what I did my entire life. I've called them. That name my entire life. And I know it's not, I don't mean to do it when I talk about them. I say Washington football team, but I was looking at my notes to the skins a couple times. Sorry if I fight anybody. Uh Texans Bills route for the Bills. Had them in my survivor pool. Shout out Dominic Zito for the pick on that not taking the Texans. That's why I left it in your hands. Here we go. Fucking Texans got crushed. But my will say this about the Houston Texans. David Cully has got this team playing hard. Look, they're gonna play hard. They're gonna give it. They're gonna get some wins on the teams, not like the Bills, but like uh, the Titans and the Colts, and, and, and you know teams that have it. The Saints, you know, the the Eagles, teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. The the Houston Texans can end up ruining someone's playoff hopes because they can end up getting a late season win cully has got these guys playing hard. If Tyrod comes back, this team is going to be even better down the stretch. They're young. So, I mean, this team's got nothing to play for. None of them think they're going to go anywhere. Anyway, they they're going out there with the mentality. We're just going to wreck your fucking life every day. And I like that. And I see that. And I see that's what Kully is is inspiring these guys in that way. I, I, the Houston Texans are going to lose a lot of football games, a lot of football games. And when they play a team like the Bills, It was a struggle for the first quarter. Second quarter, they started getting going. In the second half, it was an onslaught. That's about what's going to happen with the Houston Texans. But there's going to be a couple games this year, two, three, maybe four, where Houston, you know, edges out. against a a team that has a chance to make the playoffs or a team that is favored on them. And they, you know, they edge that out and win a nice dramatic game. So Bills are back on track. Josh Allen looks good. I mean, there's not much to say. I gave them criticism week two. They've stepped up the last two weeks. They look like how they should look. Their defense is fucking coming together. Ladies and gentlemen, watch out their defense is coming together. The Giants and Saints, the Giants win in overtime. What a fucking game. It was like 21 to 10. I, I thought this game was over. I didn't see anything of it in a while. All of a sudden, Saquon Barkley takes like an 80-yard touchdown pass to the house. They're, they're only down a little bit. Next thing I know, the game is tied. We're going to overtime because Daniel Jones led, led a game-tying drive. Saquon Barkley takes it in the end zone. Giants win. What happened to New Orleans? When James Winston was horrible. He was terrible. Taysom Hill also wasn't very good, but... Uh, Jameis does not look good like he had that one good week and I said let's wait on him It's it to me it feels like every time Sean wants to score wants to make a big play Taysom comes in the game but then Taysom makes a play and then he throws a pick or he makes some stupid decision look uh, may, um, Sean Payton might be trying to do one plus one equals one right he might be going I got this skill set I got this guy for this skill set they're going to equal one whole quarterback I'm going to put them together and they're going to be a top 10 quarterback okay and if anybody can pull it off it's Sean Payton but just like the old saying goes, and I'm a big believer of this, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Jameis doesn't look good. Taysom looks good in spots. Jameis looks good in spots, but he's 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 not making plays. I mean, none of these guys are making plays. Alvin Kamara just seems kind of quiet. Their defense, pretty much the only thing that holds into them in, in the games, if if they're not, because sometimes they go through, I mean, drives three, four, five in a row without even scoring or even really moving the ball. It was a really gutty win by the Giants. I got I to tip my cap here to Joe Judge and that team for just, you know, I mean, it, there was like five minutes left in the game. They were down two scores. Came back and tied it and won an overtime. Shit. Good job, New York. there first one of the season. Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs got back on track. Everything's right in Kansas City. I even heard that Andy Reid got himself a Philly cheesesteak after his 100th win against his former team which he has all, which he accumulated 100 wins for as well. Andy Reid has 100 wins in two separate franchises. Andy Reid has been to a Super Bowl of two two different franchises and he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a fucking Hall of Famer, there's no doubt about it. Fantastic win on all aspects by the Chiefs. I mean, it was really tough at first. The Eagles were playing really well. they were definitely playing better. They're not going to look like they did on Monday night against the Cowboys every week. Hertz is talented. I just don't know if he's a franchise guy. I just don't. He's talented. He's going to have some games where he's, he's really going to shine, but I just don't know if he's a franchise guy. And when Mahomes and, and like when Mahomes, Tyreek kills, Tyree kills, Tyreek Hill Tyree and Travis Kelsey are on, it's the most dynamic and elite offense in the league. It's not even close. And you saw it last year, like, uh, Kelsey was pretty quiet. They were just using him as a decoy. And what a tie recap, three touchdowns, like 150 yards and seven catches. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Carolina and Dallas, what I thought was going to be the best game of the, of the day. It did not disappoint in the first half, ladies and gentlemen. Panthers were up 14-13 14, 14 13 at halftime. Darnold and company were playing a fantastic football game. I thought the Cowboys were playing good in all aspects. I thought this was really, really close match ball game. And then Dallas comes out in the second half, and they started rolling. You Diggs got the uh, got two picks in this game. The offense for the just looked really good for Dallas. Dak has taken an a stride after stride. And I talked about this last week how I thought he's improved. It. So I'm going to go out and say it right here this week after watching this football game. And there's a lot more football games to watch. Dak Prescott is a top 12 quarterback in this league. I, I'm done. I'm done saying he's not. I can no longer say that he is not a top 12 quarterback in this league. Top 12 quarterbacks in this league can win Super Bowls. Yes, they can. We've seen it before. We have seen it. Dak is that. Honestly, Dak might be top 10. But for 100% right now, for sure, I am done saying he's not a top 12 quarterback. Because he is. Because he is. He's good. He is good. He is impressing me more and more at the line of scrimmage. More and more on the sidelines. He's always been talented. He's athletic. He's a winner. That's what Dak is. Dak is a winner. Right? He's got arm talent. He's fine. He doesn't have the best arm or anything. He's not the most accurate. But he's accurate. And his arm's good enough. Dude's good. He's good. And they they, they put up 20 unanswered. You know, I think the Cowboys might be a good team here. I might might have to apologize to Mike McCarthy, who's not the only coach I'm going to apologize to on this podcast today. So I got another one coming up for an undefeated football team here that I'm going to have to go ahead and give a quick apology for. Okay, He was wearing sunglasses all day. Looked like a pimp. Fucking dope. Cowboys probably a good team here. And the Panthers are good. Like, like the, it's not like the Cowboys in the second half, they definitely took over that game. They looked like the better team. But the Carolina Panthers are a good football team. They are going to win many games. They are going to keep play teams from the playoffs. They are going to – I mean, they, I think they beat the Buccaneers at least once. They're not going to really compete for the division. But who knows? Maybe they can. They're 3-1. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Good win by the Cowboys. And Carolina, they're a good football team. When they get McCaffrey back, Sam Darnold and him, they're going to start cooking. Jeremy Chin in that defense, they're getting better every year, every week watch out for Carolina still and Cowboys for sure. And Dak top 12. All right. Late games, late games, late games, late games, late games. Honestly, the, the slate of late games was, was. I love the early games, but the slate of late games, Seahawks, Niners, Cards, Rams, Steelers, Packers, Ravens, Broncos. That's kind of what I was like waiting for. Kind of juicy. And honestly, kind of turned out to be a little bit of a dud. I mean, Seahawks and Niners, that game was close for a little while. And then the Seattle just, I mean, I think Seattle got one first down in the first half of that football game. And then the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't really move the ball either. They they, they didn't look good. It wasn't a very, the, neither team looked great. And then the second half came, they benched Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance comes in the game. He doesn't look good. He looks kind of like – it's kind of a disaster right now for San Francisco 49ers. Trey Lance looks confused. He looked like he was not ready to play, and he probably wasn't. And there's only so long that that defense can hold Russell Wilson down because he started making play after play after play. And if you look at the box store, it's not good. But guess who got the win? Russell freaking Wilson. And Trey Lance, I don't know what Kyle's doing. I mean – in the pro, in the preseason, you're you're doing all this quarterback switching, you're playing Trey Lance in, you know, you're taking him putting him in for drive kind of taste hill concept, and you don't do that at all the first three games. And then at halftime, you bench Jimmy Garoppolo, which is what we thought. It turns out that he has a calf injury. So he came in, but clearly Trey wasn't really ready. But you saw the talent there towards the end. You saw it towards the end. But I mean, you can't expect this guy that hasn't even seen any game action, what maybe three plays he's played in so far. To come in and run this offense uh, against the Seattle Seahawks is a tough spot. But the Niners are kind of in a – the Niners might be in trouble here because they play short week Thursday night football. They're going to L.A. That's tough. The Rams came off of a loss to the Arizona Cardinals, by the way, an onslaught by the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are going to be looking to get back and jump back on it. And if Trey's not ready to go, because Jimmy's probably not going to play. I mean, I, I I would not be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo's is the starting quarterback. But I don't, I don't see how you could be. Much like Justin Fields, you just got to run with Trey now. You do. Because clearly Jimmy's not the guy. We can kind of see he's not the guy that's going to be able to get you to the playoffs. Trey needs experience. He needs to play. You traded up for him. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if, if, if Kyle named Jimmy the starter. I also wouldn't be shocked if at you know some point in the game, Trey comes into that one. But the Seahawks get a win, a much-needed win. Niners drop to 2-2, two two, Seahawks are 2-2. Two and two. And let's jump to the Cardinals and Rams game. In L.A., Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, Byron Murphy, and the boys dominated the Rams, dominated from the jump, wasn't close. Cliff looked extra cool on the sideline during the whole win because he had his sunglasses on. And I have to apologize to Cliff Kingsbury. I owe him a little apology here. Talked a lot of shit about the coach of my hometown team. I've been talking a lot of shit about him, you know, since he was at Texas Tech. I just don't think he's ever won a meaningful game in his life, ever. Not one meaningful game has he ever won in his life until Sunday. Sunday was the biggest win of his career, was the biggest win of Kyler's career, it was the best coaching job he's ever done, and it was the bet for me. It was the best quarterback, pure quarterback play that Kyler Murray has displayed in the NFL so far. It was an all-around onslaught, offense, defense, special teams. We made Stafford look confused. McVeigh didn't know what he was. McVay was outcoached. Bottom line, Cliff outcoached Sean McVay. And that doesn't happen very often against Sean McVay, a divisional opponent who's 8-0 in his career against the Arizona Cardinals. Now 8-1. Excellent win here by the Arizona Cardinals. Nothing but a hand clap. More than a hand clap. Let's get a, let's get a round of applause, a roar. I mean, they're 4-0. The only undefeated team in the NFL now. First place in the NFC West, which, ladies and gentlemen, the NFC West is fucking tough. Seahawks are two and two. Niners are two and two. Rams are three and one. Cardinals are four and zero. Oh. The Niners look like the worst team in that division, and they're two and two. And they could easily beat any one of these teams. This this is going to go to the wire, which we all thought it was. But I think everyone's looking up and it's like Cardinals four and zero. Oh? Wait a minute, hold on. Cardinals four and zero oh? makes this division way more harder. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field had a buddy go to Lambeau Field, said he had a blast. He said he he encourages anybody to go and watch a game in Lambeau Field. I personally would love to go. Fucking awesome. Unfortunately, he was a Steelers fan and they lost that game and they kind of got their ass kicked in the second half. Now it was a botched block field goal, missed call that they called them offsides. It wasn't offsides. I get it. You know, could have that been the change, you know, change of the game? Maybe because the Steelers, you know, would the Steelers still have won even though they got that block field goal? I don't know. Because what I do know is Ben Roethlisberger looks horrible. He looks horrendous. And honestly, he looks like he needs to be benched. But unfortunately for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have nobody. Because if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm going to bench my two time Super Bowl winner, my future Hall of Fame quarterback for Dwayne Haskins? No, I can't. I don't know if I can do that. You, honestly, to me, that's because you, you can't go back to Ben at that point. So now you're rolling with Dwayne at 1-3. You are 1-3. I would rather have Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph than Dwayne Haskins. What has he done? You have to roll with Ben. You just need to do something different. You just do. Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they're 3-0 and since that disaster in week one. Since Aaron, you know... And all that happened week one. They're 3-0, and and they're rolling. I mean rolling. Aaron looks like he's on his way to another MVP. The Steelers might win eight games this year. I mean, this is not good for Pittsburgh. One and three. You Browns are 3-1. and one. Your division looks so far out of sight right now. Not only your division. Eight wins looks like it's going to be hard to come by right now. It's tough. Ben looks awful. It's clearly his last year. He's on his last leg. I, I just honestly I kind of feel bad, kind of feel bad for Big Ben at this point at this moment as he just he looks like he looks like the horse that just won't go down. And we just need to put him down. And maybe maybe he's still got a little bit left and maybe he'll show it in some spurts and some games. But, man, this looks bad. And the Ravens and Broncos last last game for the late window. Uh, fuck. What are we going to say here? The Broncos put up seven points between two quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater had a whole half. First half, they put up seven. He got hurt. Drew Locke came in. He sucked. Teddy sucked. Drew sucked. The Ravens were good. The, the Ravens were fine. Lamar was good. Their defense was shut down. Now that Broncos defense is still legit because even without them scoring points, they held the Ravens to. I mean, that there was still a ball game for three quarters. You know, the Broncos can win some football games, but their quarterback situation is tough because even before Teddy got hurt, it didn't look like they were going to score very many points. And against Ravens, against the Ravens, right? You're going to have to score points. Against the Chiefs, against the Raiders, you know, against the Chargers, you, you, you're going to have to score some points. You know, you play the Steelers, you're not going to get to score any points there. The Niners, those are two teams that literally have trouble putting points on the board, just like you do. I mean, the three the three teams you played are a combined 0 and 12 now. That's pretty bad. Oh no, actually no, no, sorry, both New York teams got to win. I apologize. They are combined. 2-10, and ten. <laughs> still pretty bad. Your defense is good. But, man, Drew Locke, and, and, and I can't put a lot on Drew Locke. He came in at the second half, a he, he, young young player. Drew Locke's the kind of guy that needs a whole half under his belt, come back in a second half, and then you expected him down two touchdowns to come back and win this football game. I don't know. That, that That's a lot to ask for this young player that you benched for uh, over uh, uh, t- Teddy for. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And Teddy, that's the main thing about Teddy Bridgewater. Is he going to be healthy? Like, is he going to be healthy? He just gets hurt all the time. I, I think Broncos are in a rough spot. I like the team a lot, but they're in a rough spot. I think they're going to come down to earth. Honestly, man, they could rattle off a couple losses here in a row. So, uh, what a just a really good Sunday. Awesome, actually. Fucking great. Uh, week five looks pretty good, too. Uh, Thursday night football, Niners and Rams. Solid there. I think uh, what. Uh, we have our London game this week. It's uh, Jets and Falcons. (laughs) So that's kind of a dud, but you never know. could be electric over there in London. Uh, But all right, I think it's going to do it for me tonight. Uh, Everybody have a great rest of your week. Happy Tuesday or Wednesday whenever you're listening to this. I appreciate it. It's great to be heard. It's great to be out here doing this. I mean, the weather delay was weird, made it weird. It's a little later than I would normally stop, but it was good. It was good. Nice, nice, nice Monday night. Great, uh, great Sunday. Hope everybody has a great week. I'll talk to you after the Niners Rams game on Thursday night. Peace. What is going on, everybody? How are we all doing? Happy Tuesday. Recording this on Monday, right after the Chargers Raiders game, which started off real weird. Weird weather delay in an indoor stadium. I get it, you know, the the it's, the it's sides are open or whatnot, and there's some started weird, but uh, Chargers dominated, we'll jump into that right off the top, uh, uh, Brady returned to Foxborough, I'm sure, I'm sure most of you, you know, witnessed that, actually pretty good game in the rain, Mac Jones, I got some thoughts on that game, and, and Mac Jones played a pretty good game there, in, in a great slate, of, great slate of games this weekend. Uh, Sunday was fantastic. That Panthers-Cowboys game did not disappoint, especially the first half. Cowboys started taking it over. Uh, it was a good game. Chiefs got back on track. Giants with an overtime win against the Saints. Pretty crazy there. So we'll get into all of that and more. But first... But first... As always, go ahead and subscribe at Breaking the Goal Line podcast with me, your host, Russell Goddard. If you have not already, please do. And if you listen on Apple iTunes, go ahead and leave me a review. Uh, it helps me out. So, all right, let's go. Week four, recap. Go.